Montana, York, your host here, Cambridge House. And I'm joined today by the one and only Paul Harris, American editor for the Mining Journal. Paul, thank you for being here. Morning, Montana. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Paul, what is catching your eye in the market right now? I guess there's a, a couple of things. You know, uh, first off, I'll start by I tend to sort of focus on the, of the precious metals. I tend to focus on gold, also silver, but mainly gold. That's primarily because there's many more gold uh, mining companies, gold exploration companies and gold projects, uh, but, but also copper. That's really sort of the, 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 uh, the main, uh, my main focus. Recently, in the past uh, six to 12 months, it's been in, I've been increasingly looking at copper. The copper price has uh, moved above uh, $4 a pound about uh, 18 months ago, perhaps two years ago now. And it uh, seems to have stayed and been consolidating around the $4.50 a pound, which is historically very high levels, or, you know, record levels. And so there's been an increasing interest and influx of new junior explorers into the sector. Companies have been able to finance through their exploration programs. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of drilling and uh, a lot of uh, well, not a lot, but a, a good handful of companies advancing their projects. And there's been some very good, you know, spectacular drill results in some of the porphyries. Uh, Philo Mining's had spectacular results. Uh, Solaris Resources in Ecuador has had spectacular results. Uh, just this past week, Aldebaran Resources put out a, a, another big. Uh, porphyry intercept in San Juan in Argentina. And uh, San Juan in Argentina is becoming, you know, arguably the best and most attractive uh, destination for copper exploration at the moment. Um, you can't get drills there for love nor money. Uh, the companies there are getting very good results and they've got a, a, a government behind them that really wants mining to happen. Elsewhere in Latin America, Chile's having, you know, companies are having a uh, uh, a, a wait and see approach, given the, the change of government that's happening there, similar things happening in Peru. So uh, Argentina is really having a moment in the sun, so to speak. So is Ecuador for the same reason. And so companies like Solaris Resources, as I say, have been doing really, really well. Their market cap has grown to, I don't know, what is it, about a billion dollars now. Philo Mining also, they've been getting really good results. Both companies are looking like they're They've got a, you know, really big porphyry systems on their hands, which is what the big diversified miners, people like BHP Billiton, Glencore, Rio Tinto, Anglo-American, they're the kind of deposits that these companies that are in short supply and that the big guys really want to, want to put into production. On the, on the gold side, the junior gold space a year or so ago, was able to raise a lot of money. So there's been a lot of drilling going on there as well. So we're now starting to see the results of that in terms of resource estimates, resource updates, and of course, the economic studies coming out. However, the stock prices, the share prices haven't really sort of tracked with what's happening in, in the physical gold space. There's a, a separation, if you like. And so while companies have been sort of doing lots of work, improving their projects, advancing their projects, de-risking their projects, their, their, their share prices have been sort of trending down. There was a, one of the, the brokerage firms put a report out at the end of last year, and pretty much across the board, I think it showed that share prices in 2021 were down anywhere between 30 to 50 and even to 70% in some oh, instances. Wow. So that's obviously quite painful for the companies involved, but it does mean for investors you can buy more for less money, if that makes sense. So it's been very interesting there. And uh, with the gold price now, I mean, it's a great time to do this interview. The gold price 
past uh, $1,900 per ounce for only the third time ever in, in history yesterday. So uh, there's starting to be movements, upward movements again in the share prices of uh, gold producers, gold developers and gold explorers. Amazing. Thank you so much, Paul. All that being mentioned, the $1,900 per ounce, the stock trading down, does that mean that you're currently deploying capital? It doesn't. And that's primarily because I would say I've, I've already deployed. You know, I've, I've been following copper for sort of 20 years. And so when the conditions for coppers behind this $4 per pound price move started happening, I sort of made a lot of, uh, I deployed you know, a lot of capital there various different names. And as new names have emerged over the past 12 months, I have been sort of allocating to some of those as well. I'm already positioning certain sort of gold developers and juniors. And so it has been painful to see the, the, the downward trend in, in prices over the past year. But, you know, one of the, I guess, the mantras for successful investing is to, you know, try and pick good horses and then sit tight and, you know, wait, wait for your thesis to to, to realize itself um, rather than sort of, you know, panicking and jumping out. And that's, uh, that's obviously the, the difficult thing and the stressful thing to do, but you know, that's, that's where I am at the moment. Amazing. Thank you so much. I heard you mention uh, specific companies. Do you mind letting us take a peek inside your current portfolio? Got quite a few sort of gold developers in there uh, or companies that are rapidly getting to that stage. So, you know, there's a couple of companies in Idaho, Integra Resources and uh, Revival Gold um, in, in Canada, sort of Marathon Gold. One uh, sort of new company that uh, or perhaps the most recent uh, company I've invested in was Collective Mining. That's very much an early stage uh, exploration play. They're here in Colombia where I'm based. So, you know, I've got a very good understanding of the, the risk of this jurisdiction. And so early stage companies are not necessarily something I, I typically uh, look to invest in, but uh, knowing Colombia, knowing the team behind it, um, you know, I, I was confident to be able to make that decision. Amazing. And Paul, you said you need to sit back and wait for your thesis to realize. Besides that, any other tips or tricks for junior investors in my audience? Always do as much research as you can. This is uh, an inf a sector with a, a lot of risks and the risk can come out of you from left field. Uh, even you know very good, seemingly very good projects that are well managed and all the rest of it, something can you know slam them in the side and t-bone you. So you know do as much research as you're able to, and, and then do some more. You know look into the management, look into what else is happening in that particular jurisdiction, what other projects there or companies there are doing, what their experience is, how they're advancing. You know compare and contrast. You know produce work your way down to a, a, your manageable list of targets and then get to know them even better. Call the companies. Companies, generally speaking, love talking to investors or being able to talk to investors. Particularly if you're the junior explorers or junior developers, it is relatively easy and straightforward to get access to the CEO or the COO, you know, the key people there that uh, should know the ins and outs of the project and have the, 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 the knowledge that you, you want, you know, they should have that to share. It's a bit more difficult getting hold of the top guys at the bigger companies, but certainly in the junior space, it's very possible. Amazing, thank you. And then besides the Mining Journal, you are a content creator. Where can my audience find you if they wanted to learn more? My, um, my Twitter handle is at CGS2021Gold. Amazing, thank you so much. We'll see you next time, Paul. You're more than welcome, Montana. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow this podcast wherever you're listening to be notified every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday of new episodes. Also, feel free to leave a rating and a review if you're enjoying the show. Keep up with me and Cambridge House between episodes at The Montana York on Twitter and CambridgeHouse.com. See you next time.